Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Joining us now on the SECV hotline, John Barchard from bleedinggreennation.com, from BGN Radio, from 97.5 The Fanatic in Philadelphia. At what point did Chip Kelly fold his arms, blink, and get last year's team back just in time for this Patriots game yesterday? <laughs> well, I, and the, yeah, and that's uh, and the offense just played okay, right? You know? And that's <laughs> and the, and they're still uh, they're still yeah. The defense decided to show up and go into Foxborough. Look, I think this wh- whatever it was, um, and listen, I mean the players straight up said it after the game, and they said it this morning. They said it on our station, on the Fanatic. Brandon Graham came in and said, look, it just feels like it's us against the world mentality, and it brought them together. So, I, you know, we were talking leading up to this game of just, like, how we get, we understand, like, the. Uh, it's really tough to question a player's effort. It's tough to question their toughness, their mentality, the locker room. You know, we all thought it was a lost cause. A lot of us did. And it just, it was, uh, it was really nice to see that, Whatever worked and whatever got them together, even, you know, they're saying Sam Bradford was there fired up. They've never seen him like yell all the time. And he was yelling in, in the locker room. He was getting people uh, uh, ready to rock and roll. Jeffrey Laurie came down and said, look, you got to play with some anger today. You know, we need this. You have to play with some anger today. And, and they look like it. It's just, you know, and they, they, they beat it 94 and 0. You know, they're 94 and 0 in that place. Right. Especially when they're leading by 14 points. That's unheard of. That doesn't happen. So, whatever the football gods want to do this year is, uh, it's great. I mean, we were just talking about losing out. Just lose out and get a top 15 pick. Like, you need to reestablish yourself. You need to have some offensive dominance. And, and it's just, it's, that's what winning does. It makes you recalculate everything. And now, the Giants losing, uh, and you're hoping. I can't believe that we got to root for Dallas to, you know, be Washington here to just make the misery kind of complete. But they're in the, they are in the hunt. This a half a game out, and they, they you know, uh, maybe not all phases were working really well, but the defense and the special teams certainly were. And that's the thing that took me back to last year. Uh, the defense from one side, but the special teams especially. You know, I don't know if that's alliteratively correct or not, but we're going to go with it. Uh, but the way the, the, the way the special teams responded yesterday, the way they picked up the pace yesterday was completely reminiscent of last year. Yeah, and it's something that I guess that they, you know, they relied on heavy. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's where a lot of those win totals were. You didn't quite see it again. It's not that you're expecting Darren Sproles to run a touchdown back every every game, or you're not expecting you know the the block punts to be coming. And look, those are those are grind them out type of plays. I think, and 
you know, when you when you have Chris Marigos just focusing on special teams, it's a like I and a couple of people have pointed this out. It's not an original thought, but they, you know, Chris Marigos. I, I wish I could play. I wish I could do anything like the way he loves playing special teams. Like he loves doing that. He loves hitting people. He loves getting in the middle. And he showed up again. You know, like he he made he is well aware of. And that that has always been the emphasis since Chip Kelly got here. Maybe the results didn't come uh, uh, as that much uh, throughout the past couple of weeks here, but you know that's a guy that's that's always in the middle, recognized what was happening, made sure to shoot the gap properly, and it fooled the guy he was supposed to, you know, uh, that was supposed to get him, and that changed the entire game. That changed that changed the entire game. I think you know uh, the Belichick being a little too cute there with the onside kick up fourteen nothing. Changed the game. They scored 35 unanswered points. That's huge. Um, and uh, between that and, and Darren Sproul's punt return, you know, that, those are the things. That's why they're there. That's That kind of has that uh, advantage if it's not going on there. So uh, any time that you can get and – no, and it's funny, too, because you look up the stat, and I, I, 48 and 2, uh, our teams are 48 and 2 when they have, you know, three three touchdowns from – the defense and special teams combined, and it's funny because the 2014 team, Eagles, did that last year, and they lost. They were one <laughs> of those two teams because Nick Bowles couldn't freaking score a touchdown. So when you have Sam Bradford in there, who played okay, I think he played okay, but had great throws at great times, especially in the in the end zone, the red zone, um, and at the end of the game, and that's pretty much what sealed it up. Even though, like the last half, that was a was not a crazy game. Just overall, like, oh yeah, not even just the blowout part was was fine, and everybody was enjoying it. And then the comeback part was even scarier. You know? oh, had this like, <laughs> okay, they they scored a garbage touchdown. They're going to recover the onside kick, and then it'll be fine. And then Deckard fumbles, like, oh my god, and then they go down and score. <laughs> now you're like, well, oh, my, this is, this is a you know, miracle at Foxborough or something like mm-hmm. this. So. um but aside from that, you know, the defense still played really well. Again, Malcolm Jenkins coming out and that 99 yard run, that also shut any momentum down, um, up until the fourth quarter there. That was, it was a really good team win. Um, and everybody contributed, uh, except for Miles Austin, who, uh, got cut today. <laughs> oh, really? I, I did not see that. I know, I know he did not participate, shall we say, <laughs> that much, yeah. but I didn't, I did yeah, not, so I did was, not see that, that he got cut today. He was uh, he was a healthy scratch yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, and they uh, uh, and I always forget his first name for some reason. I think it's Justin, who was uh, on the practice squad, on the Patriots practice squad. In fact, too, got called up and was active. Actually, got a couple of targets and a couple of catches. So um, maybe that's all they needed to see. It was like, okay, he can actually physically catch a ball. So let's move on. There was also <laughs> some reports of saying that, like, you know, Kelly was getting a little pressure. Maybe it was from Pat Sherman. Maybe it was from Lauren. Maybe it was from whoever just to kind of move on from them. And, you know, we've all been wanting that so for so long that it finally <laughs> happened. So uh, on the same time that Terry Williams, Seattle cut the X with him literally five minutes later after that. So it was a nice little Christmas surprise for a lot of Philadelphia Eagles fans. Yeah. But, ho, 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 that's for sure. Uh, one of the things that people have been talking about, the recipe to beat the Patriots on paper, it made sense in practice. It didn't always work that way. But with having to get to Brady, the offensive line for the Patriots being in the state that it is, what did the uh, Eagles defensively do to get that kind of pressure on Tom Brady that he hasn't experienced that much other than maybe uh, last week's game? 
Well, I tell you, as for as much criticism as Billy Davis has gotten, and most of it is rightfully so, mm-hmm. he's still not a bad coach. Um, and he played, uh, he called a really smart game plan. I, I think there was a lot of, again, you know, and he always has done this. Um, but I think the, the fact that the pressure got there with three guys, four guys, um, and yeah, I mean, that Patriots offensive line it looked terrible. I mean, there was a huge sieve going through there. Fletcher Cox got a lot of pressure going through there. Didn't really finish that well, but, you know, he was a problem all day. Brandon Graham had a lot of pressure. Connor Barwin uh, had a couple of sacks, too. So when you have those guys working, and then you're basically dropping seven or eight in coverage, and they were doing that for three quarters. It was, and you, you saw it, like they couldn't get, nobody could get open. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why uh, White, uh, you know, ran for so many. So many yards, and that's why Kiko Alonso had so many snaps. It's why they took kind of Kendricks on the field and worked that way, and it did work. I thought that worked really well for, you know, uh, three fourths of the game. Um, towards the end there, maybe not so much. You know, you kind of saw where Kiko was out there a little too much, and I think Kelly addressed that today as well. But yeah, I, I, I thought that that was, and again, but still, I, the criticisms that Malcolm Jenkins had are, were still there. I mean, there was some predictable red zone coverage there early first quarter where you're just like well we know exactly what's going to happen and you know billy davis is doing his uh let's just blitz and do man coverage thing and it you know it resulted in two touchdowns but um in between the 20s at least i thought the game planning was superb i thought there was uh you know uh, every every which way we needed to beat tom brady uh they did and even with that even with a perfect plan you still saw tom slip through through there somehow the his his pocket awareness is it's uncanny you forget that sometimes when you're looking at you know some rookie quarterbacks or really bad quarterbacks coming through here but man oh man can he move in the pocket and he knows where everything is and he knows how to track traffic and no matter where to go but um they were able to nail him down he just wasn't the same guy because he had to force him off the spot and they did that all day and when when you see Brady react like that, especially when the pocket is collapsing like you just alluded to John uh you really can appreciate the for lack of a better term, genius that is Tom Brady back there, because uh, you're not going to see him scramble too much out of the pocket, that's for sure. He tries to get the ball out. Uh, obviously, the Eagles, we talked about that uh, at the top, still in the hunt, unbelievably so for a playoff spot. The Eagles have Buffalo, Arizona, Washington, and the Giants left on their schedule. Uh, basically, everybody has to run the table. Everybody has to win to get a shot at the playoffs. Yeah, it's, it feels like that, um, and I, I almost, to me, you, you almost have to take this week to week now because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't expect them to beat Buffalo. I really don't. I mean, I saw this. I saw a team fight. I saw them do all, all these great things, but, you know, I, I don't expect them to beat Buffalo or Arizona. They're not going to, I don't, I don't think this team can, right now can pull off three in a row. I thought that it could against Miami, Tampa Bay, all that stuff when they were turning that corner against Dallas coming off of the bye week. I don't think that anymore. You know, I just don't think that's, that's this type of football team. It's not this type of division. So it's going to be a wild ride towards the end. I don't expect the Giants or Washington to run the table either. Um, and I think it's going to come down to those last two games. I really do. I think that there's a big chance where, you know, Washington might win tonight. They, they might slip up in the next couple of weeks and then it's them and the Eagles and then it's them and the Giants determining what happens in the, this, this division. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to declare Washington is the front runner or the Giants. It is a mess of, you know, the roulette wheel here, and you're hoping that you're landed on double zeros or, or something. But it's going to come down to those last two games. Um, and I don't know. I think it's I think it's good as much as the fan base and some of the people that are really – like there are some people that are reacting to this the same way that, 
a lot of people was like, yeah, it really was. I mean, it wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't Christmas performance ever. It wasn't this, it wasn't that. But I don't care if, if Chip Kelly can make this into the playoffs somehow. Yeah, they probably won't have a run. They'll probably lose in the first round. But um, if, they, if the way the season has gone, that they can kind of come back and, and get back to the playoffs, um, I think that's an important thing for the football team, regardless of where the draft position is. And I know I'm pretty much being a hypocrite from what I said Sunday morning, but <laughs> I, it, it really is um, that, type of, that type of feel. I think that, that today or last night, Sim, I mean, it, it just reminded everybody um, there is going to be better than Sam Bradford here. Um, and it's not probably going to be in this draft for the most part, unless they get lucky somehow. But there's a guy that I still think you can take this team into next year. I don't think QB is your, is your biggest problem. I think when you look at how they worked in, uh, you know, DeMarco Murray and where that's going, and I don't want to get too overreactive with that either. I think that is more game plan, which is more credit to Chip Kelly than it is anything. I think when you're looking at DeMarco Murray and seeing like, yeah, it, it isn't there. Um, and especially against those big linebackers, we talked about this a lot, Hoss. Like mm-hmm. when, when I see big defensive lines, when I see big physical guys, that's when you want Sproles. That's when you want Matthews. That's when you want guys who can get the edge. Kenyon Barner making the debut, um, or it's not his debut, but uh, definitely uh, a lot more of a, a, a lot more carries than he's gotten uh, from the previous game, and that's important. I think when you get those guys in, just forget everything. Throw everything out the window. There is no number one running back. Give everyone ten carries and go with the hot hand. That's what he did yesterday. He needs to continue to do that throughout this, and I think you'll see a lot more success with this football team. I would love to see the numbers, and I just thought of this. If I had a chance, I would have researched it. Uh, the numbers, as far as DeMarco Murray is concerned, over the past couple of years, we'll say, uh, his offensive production versus a 3-4 defense and the offensive production versus a 4-3 defense. I'm getting there's, I'm betting on this. I don't know it, but I'm betting there's a big difference in his offensive production. Uh, I would probably I would probably say that there's something to that, and that, that's what New England's kind of switched over to that four three field back from a three four. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, I think that there is. I, I I still don't believe that he's a non scheme fit. I really just think that it is wear and tear here. Mm-hmm. This is what you're looking at. I mean, the steps are slower. This is kind of how Shady looked last year, uh, and in some parts worse. And you're going to you know, and now it's, it's somehow he's healthy and he's. He's he's you know doing great. He's get, still getting banged up and getting concussions and stuff like that. But there there's a, there's the difference there. There's the risk that everybody was like, yeah, this isn't this isn't so great. So I think you can accept the loss, which I want Chip Kelly, the GM, to do. Accept the loss that this guy doesn't is not working right now, and just spread it out and roll with the hot hand. Absolutely. Should be getting 15 carries. Go for it. You know, just do whatever because you're going to lose football games if you're trying to continually trying to ram that into you paid all that money for him we get it but now that it's here don't force the issue just play football i think i think kelly's finally understanding that this week all right washington of course has dallas tonight they have five games left uh because of the monday night they have chicago buffalo then philadelphia and dallas for the redskins looking at the giant schedule they have miami carolina minnesota and philly uh but the giants have to be ahead by about five touchdowns with two minutes to go for them to win a game that? Wow! That again? That was, that was hilarious. I was oh, like, wow, going to lose this football game, aren't they? Wow! I mean, that's yeah, I mean, and that's been with them all year too. That's what I mean. That's why when I, you know people are saying the Giants are people, saying it's Washington, people saying it's whatever. We've seen both of those teams blow huge leads or come back from or have to dig deep. 
no matter what. You take Washington out of Washington, then they're not the same football team. You take the Giants, well, anywhere, and they, you, you don't know what you're going to get. It's pretty much the same with the Eagles. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that Giants collapse yesterday was hilarious. I thought that, uh, well, that and just, you know, Brandon Marshall playing so well, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick playing pretty well, um, and Eli Manning just showing up, too, with the interceptions. Like, it's 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 incredible. It's what's made this kind of – I don't I feel like I'm at a poker table where my money is constantly all in, and you win pots here and there, and it's just like, oh, my God, do I still have money left? Okay, I do. Okay, we can make it to the next week. Like, it is, it is that kind of – uh, the Epson Waves, but Philadelphia for sure needed this win just to take the edge off because it was getting really, really, really murky around here. So I'm glad at least just for that. Enjoy the win today. You know, we'll get picky about it in the next couple of weeks and we'll go through the film and all that stuff, but enjoy it for the next, you know, 24 to 48 hours. And, uh, you know, Go Dallas, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I had Sergeant Dan here. <laughs> <laughs> just to have him hear you say that Sergeant Dan would have been here he would have been he would have fallen right off the chair John Barchard a great follow on Twitter of course uh, and you can catch him BGN Radio you can catch him at bleedinggreennation.com and 97.5 The Fanatic in Philadelphia uh, always appreciate your time and we'll talk again next week John S- sounds good Hoss I'll talk to you then